Okay. Hello, yo, guys and ladies. You do not understand my moment right now. <laughs> Can I just take a breath and laugh? <laughs> <laughs> what is this lady? Uh, since I started this Phenomenal Woman podcast, I was like, I want her. And I got her. And I was like, she's going to make it's it. Been years. Like, it's been years. It's been years. I'm like, I want her. I didn't just want you for your tourism. I just wanted to talk to you. I haven't spoken to you since the Limpopo you were in Limpopo. And yeah. I wanted to catch up with you. So, ladies and some gentlemen, this is Noma Sond. This yeah. lady, I worked with her at Unilever. I need to give you background. Eh? So, Unilever, we're all working, and we hear Noma Sond is going to Kenya. And <laughs> What? <laughs> when we didn't know anything about Kenya. It was in the 90s, in the 2000s. So welcome, Mama Sondo. Thank How you. How do I call you? COO, mother, daughter, friend. <laughs> Talk to <Okay>. me. <laughs> Good afternoon, Musidi. It's so nice to be here. I am so honored because I've also been watching you and watching your platform and saying, hmm, I wonder when do I get there? But uh, thank you so much <laughs> for finally being here. And yes, we come a long way. So I'm so excited to be here as well. I haven't seen you in in such a oh, long time. So you haven't changed. It, I try not to change. <laughs> but um, you can call me Usondo. You can call me Nomasondo. I I always prefer my name to titles. Okay. I am one of those people, and I'm sure there's a few of us who believe that um, I can do my job without the title. The job that I do, I love it. I don't need the title to do the job. So I, I believe in uh, leadership without a, a title. So title, I always try to say, don't call me COO, call me Nomason, don't call me this, just use my name. And in a government environment, and um, if you've ever been in our corridors, nobody knows your name. Yeah. They call you by the title. You are see this, see that, GM, this. Everybody gets called by the title. And, and my first few years in government, I used to hate this. And I was like, why would you call me by, by my title? Just call me by my name. And, and because I was coming from Unilever, we, we didn't use titles. I mean, titles, we didn't know each other's titles. We just knew names and people and we bonded and connected at that level. So I'm excited to be here and I'm looking forward to our conversation, Musidi. Oh, I, I'm so excited. And you know, Sondo, may I call you Sondo? Yes. I wanted to touch, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. I was like, when did you go from Unilever to tourism and I'm like how you know wait yeah because I was like you left Unilever then I didn't hear where you went and I see there was some corporate and then boom you were taken by tourism did you ever think you'd be here you I mean talk talk me through the journey look uh Musidi I am just a village girl, you know, normally in my profiles, I put a village girl because yes. I consider myself, you know, Noma Sonto from some village unknown in KZN. 
and and that's who I am. And and the spaces that I move around in today, you know, I I, I would I would never have imagined to be where I am today. I mean, even walking into the corridors of Unilever at the young age that yeah. we did, it was just, you know, a mind-blowing experience for me coming from, you know, where I was coming from. So I never imagined I'd be at Unilever. Never I have I imagined to be in tourism. Um, and, and you know, when, when we're working for Unilever, working for this big corporate, and, and everything is just fantastic. And, and you know, we looked at the government as it's almost like another planet. Where yeah. People who live there and who are these people and we didn't understand them. Yeah. But but what happened to me is um is quite an interesting story because I was at Unilever for many years, just like you were. I was there uh for 10 years when I start to count my years at Unilever. Three of those spent in Kenya, like you said. And um round about 2000 and probably three, four, five, you know, the itch, because when you're at Unilever, everything is so fantastic. But nowadays they'll call it formal because you always wonder yeah. what's going on on the other side, right. what's going on out there. So I, I did grow uh, itchy feet a um, couple of times at Unilever. Um, and this last time I, I said to um, my boss at the time, Case Kreithoff, which we all remember. And I said, yeah, yeah. I'm exhausted. I, I want something new. I want But, you know, it was so nice to have a, a leader and a manager who who gets you when you say something and he listens yeah. very carefully. And he says, oh, okay, I hear you. So what do you want to do? So I said to him, no, I'll come back to you. But I, I want to go out there. I want to see the world because I always felt that at Unilever I was in a fishbowl and I always I always said I'm in a fishbowl I'm protected mm -hmm. my water is there I've just got my space to move around my life is just nice and settled here but it feels like there's a world out there so I said mm -hmm. to him look I'll come back to you and in my itchy feet um, you know people were talking to me and I got a call from KZN Tourism guy by the name Mila Matola. Now, Mila Matola, at the time, he was a CEO at uh, KZN Tourism. He, he had worked with Jackie Reiser on a brand, yes. Africa, the International Marketing Council at the time. And you remember people yes. like who went from Unilever, they went to the International Marketing Council because I think it was a, it was a presidential project of uh, how mm -hmm. corporates could give back, you know, to government. Mm -hmm. And Unilever was giving back marketing and branding and the branding systems to government. Mm -hmm. And that led to the wonderful campaign that uh, Bole Tepu and Bojeki did, which was um, Africa, South, South Africa, it's alive with possibility. Um, and we remember yeah, the commercial that said it started with I woke up in a place and I always remember that commercial. So, 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 so Mila was working at South African Tourism when all of that was unfolding and had been exposed to that uh, sort of secondment of, of um, Unilever resource to government. Mm -hmm. 
uh, because Jakey and uh, I think Letepu, they were seconded to that national. Yeah. So he was then appointed in KZN and then uh, found me where he found me. I think he found me through recruitment agencies and they called me and they sat with me and they wanted to interview me. So I went through this interview and imagine we haven't been in an inter interview for 10 years. Now I'm in an interview by some government <laughs> entity. I'm like, God, you know, all I know is, is soup and soap and rama and omo. <laughs> now what are we talking about here? So they they talk talk with me and we have this fantastic conversation. And then he said to me, we want you. Wow. And and and, and the recruitment agency says, mm, but we want you, but we can't afford you. And I'm thinking, hmm, wow. that's quite interesting. So I got back to case and I said, well, remember we spoke about this uh, situation that I was having. So something has happened and I want to leave, but they just can't afford me. <laughs> so he says, really? And he said, who? And I explained to him and he said, oh, okay. Tell them to come and see me. Wow. Because Mila was saying, we can't afford you, but we want a Unilever resource because I've seen what it did at a national level. Can yes. they not just replicate what they did at national and, and, and you come to us on secondment? And I said, look, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm going to talk to my boss. So I called. So we, we went to see case. So they came to see case at the, uh, our beautiful offices there by Umtanga. And, and case was so decisive, which is also what I found very intriguing about the guy. So he says, yeah, done, no problem. Like no paper, no nothing. So done, you want her? Okay, um, we can second her to, to you guys for two years. We will pay everything so you don't have to worry. So literally... In a 20-minute conversation, I was being seconded to, to KZN Tourism. So I then move from KZN Tourism. Now we must put together a contract because the secondment was not just about the resource, but it was about the systems of Unilever, you know, the brand key, yeah. whole yeah. marketing methodology, you know, the insight activator, you know, the stuff that we used to do, the yeah. unilateralized <laughs> kind of, <laughs> you know, how it was. So it was the system that was yeah. being brought to KZN and tourism just run by myself. Yes. So a contract is put together. And then, so I'm on the Unilever payroll. I'm working for government. Fantastic. Wow. So of course I get into government and my goodness, it is mind boggling. <laughs> you know, in, in private sector, at least the times that you and I were in, in Unilever, you know, you could pick up a call, appoint somebody and get something done. Yeah, yeah. You know, you could be shown a complete TVC and don't like it and say, no, not approved, can it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So in government, it's it was like a whole different way of working, meeting new people. And and of course, that whole protection that you know I was talking about, I suddenly didn't have because mm. you are no longer in the bubble. You are in the no. public space, 
you are you are you are dealing with government departments you are you are dealing with councillors you know you are just dealing with a whole spectrum of people that at Unilever you are dealing with a certain LSM crew <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's just a, a, a this wild fire that's just opened so i've got to learn about what is their mandate what they're trying to do um and uh, sort of my my phone is ringing sorry let me just no problem so um so i've got to learn about um you know how how government works because in a government environment there's there's like hectic processes hectic mm -hmm. procedures everything is in a in a process and a, and you don't have the flexibility of being innovative coming up with stuff you know doing stuff that you just you're just dreaming about so i had to now change my mindset to say okay i've accepted this gig so here i am so how do i adjust and adapt and and deliver because i don't have too much time i've got only two years here um so so I worked so I got so so when I then um, was at, at tourism I was the GM the general manager mm -hmm. for marketing responsible for the marketing of the KZN as a destination brand yeah yeah so which means um in terms of and it's governed by the act so there is an act that governs the work that you do you know so you must market the province both locally and internationally, work with South African tourism, work with the private sector because they own hotels, they own all their tourism products, work with them, the communities, you know, work with your national parks, provincial parks. Um, and then some days you get asked to go and present at the legislature to the politicians because they're oh, like, no, 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 no. The KZN logo must have the shield. You know, oh and cannot just wake up and chuck the 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 shield. So, so the work that you do, it's it's not you as a brand manager with your marketing manager or marketing director, uh, controlling that and saying, okay, done, approved. Uh, I I've used my global CI and and I'm fine. No, 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 no. So, so I had to learn all of that. Um, which was which was good because I, you know, it took me out of my comfort zone which is what Unilever had done, had put me into some nice comfort zone. You know, Unilever, once you've been there for many years, you can't go wrong. You know, you you know, you know, sort of know the systems, you know everything. You can sort of do your job with your eyes closed, you know. So, so I was in this environment that was just very big, very open, very wow. Um, and, and, and everybody is... We are excited by the fact that people from the private sector are joining government mm -hmm. because also that was not a thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, because people in the private sector had a view about government and government people and working in government is like, mm, so no, no, don't go there. But I just found that the assignment was very fulfilling because mm -hmm. you are actually selling the flag you are actually having to ask people to leave their countries and come and visit KZN and you must tell them why. And it cannot be coming from a textbook. No. It, it, it eventually comes from you and your 
your your you as a as a South African and how you relate to the country and how the culture and the heritage of South Africa is 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 embedded in you and then how you then make others inspired by just that. So it, it was an exciting time. I learned a lot. Of course, I traveled a lot, um, but it was just a, a, a great learning curve for me. And everyone said, you know, once the tourism bug catches you, you then you then you are captured. There's nothing you can do. And we knew that once you get to tourism, you can't get out. And probably that's why I'm still here, um, because it is it, it, it is so inspiring to work for the country. And 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 I know you didn't ask me this, but the the other reason that I sort of liked now the new assignment was. I felt that I've learned so much from Unilever. Mm. I felt the obligation to help my country with what I have learned from this multinational, this giant company, um, Unilever. And, and that is what now made me, when my two years uh, finished, um, I didn't want to continue going to sell Norox and Aromet and, and all of that. So that is why now I left Unilever to say, you know what, perhaps there is a space for me in the tourism sector. Perhaps yeah. I can really make a difference in this sector that I didn't know about it. I just knew going to stay in a hotel and I didn't know the whole ecosystem of how it works and its importance in in the social and economic development of the country. Wow. And, and I also felt the, the, the need of saying, you know, as, as South Africans, we, we've, we've come a long way. We've suffered a lot. If you come from the townships like myself and you end up in the spaces that we ended up on, I just felt obliged to go and serve, to say, maybe, I, I, I miss the struggle. I was not in the struggle, but maybe this is my struggle to say, now we've got this freedom and I can't sit there and blame people and say, oh, you know, government is not doing one, two, three and this is not happening. And I, I wanted to be part of that solution to say, what can I do in my small little way? Because I can't go to the struggle. I can't go shoot nobody. But maybe this is what I can do um, as my, my contribution to, to, to the country. And, and that is why I didn't look back. I didn't want to really go back to Unilever. Because I said, Unilever, it's all safety. I know, I, I know my brand key. I know everything. But with government and the, way, the work that I'm doing, every day is, is different. Every day is new. Um, and you've got to bring in a new your A game every day because it's just different. You're meeting different people. Um, we go to parliament, and and you're like, what? These people? How, how, how are they? You know. But you you then learn the the government system, how government works, how mm. decisions are made, how your country is being managed. Um, and so, so for many years, I, I felt that sense of wanting to, to, to do my bit to serve. Um, and then I said, no, I'll stay in tourism 
because it's also nice it's a, it's a nicer part of government if you like um but um you know it's 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 a, it's an area where you can enjoy yourself but you can also give a lot and in in doing so you can also change lives because when we then see the impact of tourism on on people, you know, like your SMMEs, your young entrepreneurs, your youth, the women, uh, villages, when we bring in these conferences and we bring in the tourists and you can see what it does to them. And you know that if we didn't do that, they would not get that benefit. And, and it makes me feel okay to say, you know what, I've done my bit. So so that is that is the journey uh, um, in a longish way, I have a city. <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, actually, I wanted to ask, because part of this podcast is, do you feel you found, uh, I'm not sure if you're spiritual, or do you feel you found God calling you there? Maybe it's a calling, and you did say, allude to it, because we <clears throat> worked, you get bored, then you are taken, you are expanded to an uncomfortable situation. And you don't go back because you think there's something more, like you want to change lives. You, you're talking about changing lives. You're talking about taking South Africans and, and looking at your country and not saying, government did this, but I'm going to contribute something to this. Mm. Do you believe that was the moment where you thought, hmm, I'm being asked to do something and I'm heeding that call? Or was it something different? And at the time, I would not have said that was the that was what mm. was happening. Um, why? Because you know, when we are younger, we we probably view life very differently. Yes. But I, I think where where it hit me um was when I saw what the World Cup did. You know, because yeah. we went around to try and tell people around the world about how fantastic South Africa is and how they should come and how, and then when they came, it was a good spam, like a moment. And and I, and I felt, you know, perhaps I'm being put in this space and, and I'm, I'm not a, like a deeply spiritual person. I've just got my moments where I, I feel the connection of a superpower to say, you know, something is happening here and mm. I've got to stop and listen because whatever is happening now, I'm not in control, I'm not in charge, and there's something else happening, and I've got to listen to what could be the message. And and when 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 you were walking around the streets here and nobody was speaking Isizulu, like it was like such an international destination. And I was like, wow, we've worked, and this is amazing, and it's all coming together. And and remember, the world did not believe in us. Yes, yes. Now, when the world is not believing in us, we have got to find it in ourselves to believe in this country and, and help them to see what they don't see. You know, I mean, and it's happening now where you, you see that the country has got so many challenges, and, but we still have to go out there and, 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 and invite the world to say, despite all our challenges, this is such an amazing destination for you to visit. In fact, say it's a destination that should be on your bucket list mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we even surprise ourselves. 
by what this country can achieve despite everything. Mm. And, and that is why you 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 wake up and 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 you find the Siah policies of this world and you're like, no man, this is are these South Africans? What and because the country has got so much, so much more, and and it's so deep. And and those are the things that I sit back and I say, you know what, perhaps I've been put here for a reason, and I must just carry on doing what I'm doing because whether I understand it or not, there's something that I'm being asked to do. And let me just yeah. and do. Um, you know, we we have you know, you know our crime statistics, you know what's happening. But before you go but, there, yes, I wanna go back. My sister will kill me if I don't ask. She always says to me, guys, do you know no myself? She put Limpopo on the map. She put, you know, my sister table will go, there's a girl called I okay, I need to I know her. I know her. No, I know no, her. No, no, no. Uh, she goes, really? I'm like, yes. She always says, no, I'm not even, <laughs> I can. No, my son, so, Deb, she always says to me, you put Limpopo on the map. As a yeah. CEO, you yeah. put Limpopo. Nobody knew Limpopo until you came. I'm not saying nobody knew. The people around Limpopo, yes. Yes. But the people in South Africa didn't. I wanted to just mention that because a lot of people don't know you were the person behind Limpopo. Okay, Kudos so you. but let you but let and Limpopo. thank you, but but let me take you to that because <clears throat> one of the things that I've also learned about myself, you know, because as you go through this life journey. You probably like you learn about yourself every day. What yeah. I learned myself is that I am such a go-getter. I even surprise myself. You know, I, in Unilever, when I was being asked to go to Kenya, mm -hmm. so here's a, this girl coming from Entozuma in the township, never been outside South Africa. Now she's son, she's going to Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember the gossip. We are in Kenya. <laughs> like, like we are not in, in Africa. We are in Africa. Yeah. Nobody knew Kenya. It's like, oh and, my God, that's like, it's and mad. You, and what you don't know is at home in my village or in my, let's say in my, my nuclear family, the question was, was Manilap, who, who do you know? <laughs> You're gonna go to Kenya where you know nobody. Like how my mother could not understand. So and remember, I went to Kenya in 1998. Yes. That was the year, and I went during the month just after the bomb blast. So my mother was besides herself. How can how can I let you go? And I said, no, 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 no. You're not gonna let me go. I'm going, you know. Um, and and it's the same thing because when when I had said to her, I'm going to university, she said, I don't have money. I said, no, no, no. I didn't ask for your money. I'm going to university. So I've I've been just that person. And and when when I saw the advert for Limpopo Tourism CEO. I was in Joburg. I was finishing finishing my contract at the city of Tswane. 
And I didn't really have a plan to say, oh, I'm, I'm moving here. There's another job. So I was like finishing in a couple of months. And I said, oh, okay, this looks interesting. So I then read the spec. And I said, okay, Tick, I can do this. I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, yeah, I can do everything that is listed here. So, <laughs> you know? So I'm applying. So da 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 da, da I sent uh, my papers. And I remember at the time, um, I, I think I told one friend of mine who is in tourism. And I said, hey, my friend, you know, I've applied. She's like, where? I said, Limpapa. She said, what? why would you I said no 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 I've applied I think I can do it and she looked at me she thought hmm this one and a couple of months later because in government we take months to recruit a couple of months later I get a, a call that uh, they are interviewing I must come I'm like really now imagine that I had not even visited Limpopo as like I'm going on holiday, it was not a go-to place. You know, like Sun City, we go there all the time. Yes. So Limpopo was not on my radar. I didn't even know where Pulukwane was. Like, like to place it on the map. Like, uh, it's Pulu. Uh, okay. <laughs> and then, and I, I mean, I made so many bubus that day for my interview, and I must not say it here. But one of the things I did was, um. I got my times wrong. So I thought it was just two hours. So I actually had applied to say, ah, Limpopo is like two hours from Joburg. So it's actually doable. Meanwhile, it's three hours from my house. So when I came back from dropping the kids at school, because I, I said, I'm going to drop off the kids at school, then I'm going to drive. And I'm, I'm at 10 o'clock appointment. I should be fine. So I got GPS. It says three hours. I am sweating. I'm still in Joburg in my house. I'm going to arrive at 11. My appointment is at 10. How? Yeah. I am now besides myself. Now, I must tell you another secret. They don't know this. Now, if they ever watch this, they'll be surprised. So, also, in, in how you receive emails and Google and there's many emails, I miss the email that says there's a case study. Do you understand? So I've, I've got the appointment. It's in my calendar, everything. But in the morning when I'm like, okay, let me get the address from the email and put it on the GPS. This thing says three hours. Then somehow I'm like, hey, boy, what is this attachment? Case study. I want to kill myself. I want to die. So being myself, I'm like, okay. Namasondo, relax. First of all, jump into the car. Let's go. The rest, we're going to decide how we're going to manage this. So I read the case study quickly, what they want me to do. So I read the question. I'm like, okay. I'm going to do the slides in my head as I'm driving. So I start driving. As I drive, I call them. I said, guys, I'm running late, uh, but I'm on my way, but I'm running late. So I drive, I drive, I drive. When I get to, I think it's uh, um, the last toll gate, I stop. Sit at a restaurant, the slides in my head. I quickly type out oh, the slides. Wow. 
but I don't beautify, you know, as people of marketing want to pretty yeah. slides and yeah. no, I just do the facts. Yeah. Ten slides. I'm like, no, ten slides, the rest I will I will talk. And as it happens, I, and then I get lost and I phone them because I'm getting lost. They say, no, 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 it's fine. Just come. We will take other people that are here. Just come. I'm like, okay, good. I get there. When I get there, they say, no, the panel is now having lunch. It's actually about 12. Panel is having lunch. And then they've decided you will be number last. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm working over time. So I'm like, okay, cool. Would you have the Wi-Fi code? They said, yes. In fact, they make me go and sit in the CEO's office. So me, I go and I sit there and I do my presentation. Now I look at my slides, I'm rereading them, I'm beautifying them. I'm, you know how you, you perfect your slides yeah. now. I'm like, okay. Okay, okay, okay. So I see there's a couple of people before me, but they say they're going to go. I'll be number last. I'm like, number last means I'm going to go in at about three o'clock. So I'm like, I'm relaxed. No problem. I'll sit here because it's my fault. I'm late. So I'm cool and I'm happy to be accommodated. So I get the chance to do my slides nicely, relaxed with their Wi-Fi. I'm getting my images on Google. I'm like, no, now life is good. I'm happy with my story. And, and the way I got so relaxed, I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? No, this is, this is good because anything could have happened. When I phoned to say I'm running late, they could have said rescheduled. Yeah, or, yeah. Panel members are busy, you know. So I get so I get my chance with the panel. I I mesmerize the panel. I'm 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 in my element. And I remember driving back feeling that felt good, you know. I felt because yeah. you know you know the interview where you feel regardless. Mm -hmm. But and 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 shame, the way they interviewed me, they didn't make me feel like I'm an outsider. Yes. Because I know none of the three languages spoken in that in that country. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe they're gonna ask me about uh, Songa or Chivenda. They're gonna. They didn't ask me those things. They just asked me to present my case study. So, so anyway, I go. Um, couple of days later, they call me. No, you are you are shortlisted. You are going for. Uh, you know, the checks and this and this and that, send these further documents, da, 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 da. and the next thing I get the job. And when I get the job, no, the stuff that you don't know in government, you know, so I, I get the job. I'm still surprised myself because I'm like, I'm not from Limpopo. Don't speak any of the languages. I know not one person there in Limpopo that I can say, hey, Miss Mosidi, help me. I know nobody. Now I'm going to move there. And I've made a call. I'm going to leave my children in Jobe because it was a three-year contract. Yeah. So big decisions. So and then I, they, my first day, then they said, okay, there's a board meeting. I must address the board. Yo, yo, yo. Hi, guy. <laughs> About my, my vision. <laughs> you yeah. know, when you're having to think on your feet. And, and that is when sometimes I'm very 
grateful for the grooming at Unilever. Yeah. It prepared us for the world. Um, it was tough at the time it when they did. put us, what they, but they prepared us that you can put me anywhere now, you know, I will, you know, I will push through and I'll be able to, because of that grooming and, and, and what I learned there. So there I was, uh, so there's a function that there's a board, which I must now quickly write what I'm going to say to the board as they are saying that, oh no, the new CEO is here. And then she will address us. I'm thinking what? So now I'm writing. <laughs> And then so I'm thinking on the on the spot and I'm writing. I mean, I had thought about it for a while. So it's not like, but I didn't know that that day they're going to want me to do like a speech. Mm. And then from there, I need to go and address the industry because there was an industry function to welcome me, you know. So, they, they, I mean, it was a, was beautiful being in Limpopo because they, they reminded me of KZN, very welcoming, mm. very cultural, very uh, grounded um, human beings. Then I get to the, the event and I have to um, also pre uh, present something. Oh, I think there was a, even a media, a media, um, uh, a press conference. So I remember now I'm I'm with the industry. I don't have any speaker notes now. I must speak. So they're asking me what. So I must tell them what I want to do in the pop. So I said, look, I want to make Limpopo sexy. <laughs> no. and, and that was my life that let's make this destination sexy. Let yeah. everybody talk about it. Let those who think otherwise, let them think, no, there's something we want to go and explore. And I didn't have budgets. I didn't have like huge resources. I did, so I, I did everything that I did there was just being innovative about how do I do this without money? I had no yeah. money. We, I mean, the provinces normally don't have money. So I didn't have the budgets. I, I didn't have you know, like the budget I had at Unilever or, you know, here at SAT, it was a lean budget environment. But I just pushed through. I just pushed through because I just said, make this place sexy. Now, wherever I'm walking, I am this Mrs. Limpopo because of the work that uh, that you guys remember that the, what I did there. And, and, and it wasn't... Um, it wasn't hard to market Limpopo because as a product, it's, it's, a, it's a very beautiful destination. Somebody mm, just needed to talk about it. Yeah. That's it. It is so beautiful. It has everything. So it, it's not like there's not enough to, to showcase or, you know, to tell people where to go. We just needed to talk about it. And, and when you talk about it and when you bring people there, you know, we did a lot of hosting of, you know, journalists or people that are not from uh, the area to come and see. And because in, in tourism, we do a lot of that, where we bring people to come and see and write about what they saw. Mm. And that's mm. the marketing. They become your ambassadors. You just bring them there. They then do the rest. So so, so we, we did a lot of that. And, and I was lucky because I got the support from People who didn't know me, you know, the the, the MEC did not know me, probably just saw my name when he had to sign something. Uh, the board, they just embraced me. They supported me. And we were, they were just saying, run, do what you need to do. We need somebody who knows tourism. Just do your thing. And and that is how it all happened. Um, and it was it, it was hard because every weekend I had to drive to Jobek. So can you wow. imagine the amount of driving I did? 
Um, but but I had to I had to I had to make some decisions that um, I wanted to be back in the core tourism space, and I wanted to to do this assignment to test myself as well. Yeah. Yes, but but also to be able to show my kids the other part of South Africa because I I drove a lot around the province with my kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, my kids got to enjoy seeing the baobab tree. Like, can you imagine? And they, they would tell me about, now, mommy, did you see that other baobab tree? And then that one, and we would drive for hours. And even now, they still say to me, when are we going to go see animals in Limpopo? When are we going to Aww. the crew? And it's nice to hear kids being very knowledgeable about the country you know now they they are very much entrenched in terms of what is tourism what is South Africa you know what what's going on because otherwise they could have only just known Joburg and their little you know the spaces Absolutely. in urban so I'm, I'm glad that I was able to to expose them to that um uh, and 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 I mean it, it was an amazing assignment uh, it, it's something that uh, I, I would do any day <laughs> you know and I I got joy much more than when I worked for for KZN because I think because KZN was home yes I I I I didn't I didn't maybe get to appreciate it as much as I did Limpopo because Limpopo Everything was just new, you know. I mean, the the vendor culture, everything was just new. I was like, wow, every day. And I thought sometimes maybe you need somebody who is not from the place to really appreciate. Appreciate. And, and, you know, and, and maybe that is what should be the strategy. Because when I was in KZN, I knew KZN. I mean, I am born in KZN. I studied at the University of you KZN. Worked. I worked at Unilever for like 10 years. I knew you couldn't tell me that the beach is exciting. I was like, whatever. But in Limpopo, every yes. piece that I saw was amazing. Every food they gave me was, oh, wow, this is amazing. In fact, the locals didn't understand how excited I was to be, I was embracing everything and, and the culture and 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 the the, the the clothing and and the meaning and understanding what are they doing what you know uh, I wanted to go to funerals and weddings and just to see what's going on so so it was an immersion for me uh, an an education about the country because what I'm doing now with South African tourism one of the critical things we do is is what we call the short left campaign which is yes. really about teaching or inspiring South Africans to get out and know the country. Before and we go to this thing, what's the COO of South Africa? I'm like, okay, the CEO, the CFO, the CMO, what's the CEO? Oh. What does the CEO do? <laughs> in, in South African tourism, because South African tourism is, is, is also uh structured in the way that it, it is structured so there's a component about the company operations okay. that I look after so i must look after the guys like uh, ict and uh, uh human capital you know 
the, the talent we bring here. So there's that element of the 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 operations of the organization, um, which is one one part. But there's another part which is about which is a huge part of my work, which is we are operating in in about uh, nine geographies around the world, mm-hmm. where we have got offices there, which are South African tourism offices. So we've got an office in New York, uh, in Tokyo, in in Mumbai, uh, in Beijing, London, Paris. You know, we've got all these offices. Mm-hmm. So the team that looks that that do the work in the market, we call them the tourism execution team. Mm-hmm. And they execute on the marketing um, work that is developed, you know, from 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 the, the the global brand office. So my responsibility is to oversee the execution in the markets. Oh the, wow! Exactly. So so that is why people think, oh, I travel, but I sound like I travel. It's because my work is actually the execution internationally. So we execute in those in those markets, including the domestic execution. So the work that we do, rolling out campaigns in the market, uh, stakeholder relations, trade marketing, making sure that the distribution channel um, is actually looked at. So that all that operation uh, I must look after. Okay. Before we move on, and because I want to ask you a question, why do you include your go 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 show left main? Because you're always including these young people. Me now I'm like, I'm the person who pays driving <laughs> to it's like, like I also want to be seen. Sure, you travel on my track, Nienza. Oh, like there's me. Now I still want to be seen. I'm excited. I'm stuck in my kid. 20 year old. I'm, I'm glad that you, out of all people, you asked the question because you are the marketing guru that I know you to be. <laughs> so you know when we're creating the the, the commercial, what we do. So <laughs> So because you know what what you know what you know how you guys consume media. Yeah. But, what we do is that you know there's obviously different aspects of the marketing mix yes we will we will obviously make sure that there are those touch points where um we we don't leave everybody behind so it's it is possible that on our above the line you might see the youth yeah particular objective that we would do there but in the rest of the work that we'll do it will be different so when yeah. we do the hostings when we do the influencer campaigns when we do the rest of the work we don't necessarily just uh, you know um uh, use like a one type uh, uh, of people no we don't and also because when we do the the rest of the campaign work that is not your commercials um it's it's actually like reality marketing because you you get people who are are traveling or travelers or traveling writers or traveling photographers they might be your age doesn't matter what ages they are but those are the guys who come and now um see the destination and then tell their uh, their followers or their people about what they've seen so there's a big aspect of the marketing that is not the above the line 
that is yeah, actually no, I... on the channel or on on the uh, partnership with various um you know stakeholders right now we're doing some work with saa if you fly saa you see our short left stuff there so so we we do different kinds of marketing to target different people in the country because unlike your home where you say my target market is element yeah. six to seven no 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 here yeah. we target the whole country you, you target the family because the that's family. who you exactly. yeah exactly so it, it comes down to who are we able to partner with who can speak to that market you know the one the one time we we we, we can partner with this particular uh, let's say hotel groups um these brands you know and i mean right now when we've we've done some work with uh, uh partnering with siako lisi i mean he cuts across everybody everyone yeah everyone, you know what i mean so we we try to make sure that our work and i'm, I'm talking in particular uh, yes when we're talking about short left or short left cuts across that will make sure that in that situation everybody is targeted but but the one good aspect about what we do is that our marketing is also very targeted so when we when we market we look at each of these markets we look at the insights in yeah. that so we look at the traveler insights what does the traveler from paris what do they want from south africa or mm. from america what do so so we don't just do a blanket marketing across the world all our marketing across the world is specific to that country research driven we've got a very strong um insights and analytics unit here that helps us to get those insights per market so that our work is actually tailor-made to those countries so I know people think, oh, travel tourism is just traveling is nice, but there's a whole lot of science that is behind the work that we do. Um, that we, there is a lot. Is a is a lot. Sandra, yeah. yes, yes, yes. so, I'm gonna go to the hub. Do you have a CMO? Do you have a CEO? <laughs> no, we don't. So, so one of the things that uh, is happening right now is mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, with the change of of the, the ministers, the current minister also found this place um, not having, um, you know, the permanent CEO, CMO, uh, CSO, the chief of strategy. So those were acting positions as well as the chief of the uh, conventions bureau. So, but because in government, your recruitment for those positions, it's it's not... You know, normal. It's it's yeah. that the board level and at 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 that level. So she then appointed this uh, interim board, and she has now asked them to start filling in those positions. So okay. we are in a process. The board has started that process of then filling in these positions. So I am confident that very soon those positions will actually be filled. Because remember. You know, when you are working in your corporate, you wake up and you you say, "Okay, I'm I'm hiring." But here, you actually have to be conscious of the 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 structures that govern what we do. So we are governed yeah. by 
the board and then there's different delegations of what they can do and what I can do. So that part becomes their area of responsibility. So as a new board, they've also been coming in trying to figure out what we're trying to do. And then, uh, and obviously uh, then uh, the minister also was new. So I'm confident that, you know, next couple of months, we should start seeing some um, uh, closing of some of those positions, which is very much well needed uh, in terms of creating stability. So, so that is where it's at at the moment. Okay, Sandra, there have been not so great stuff on the media side about tourism. How are you guys as a, because I've realized there's a lot of paparazzi that they'll put stuff out and the reputation just goes due. And we don't know the story because it's happened to so many people who has credibilities have gone down and we go, but we know that person, that's not them. But it's out there in the newspaper. How do you deal with this? But no, I don't, and I'm not disrespecting them. I just feel like I've seen a lot of people I know being blatantly, I, I can't, I don't know, the the valued how do you deal with that i'm like yo guys it's scary for people looking at government jobs scary for people going i'm a professional but that is not something i want how do you deal with challenges like that i you know i sit here i i don't think that there is a formula mm -hmm. uh i i i think that We've gotten to a space where we are we we are at a point where we say it is unfortunate that this is how it works because yeah you know so so you almost you almost feel like you 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 play the card that you are dealt okay. so so it, it's unfortunate but. What I do, and I can't talk to everybody, what I do, because I know myself, I know my my, my professional um, abilities, is I always say to the team, let's just put our head down and do the work. Absolutely. And not listen to the noise, because um, the noise is there for other purposes that, are, that have nothing to do with you. And if you can quickly learn that that mm -hmm. it's, it's about other things that are not me me what what am i here for i'm here to yeah. do the work and do i have the resources to do the work do i have do can i do the work am i empowered to do the work so as we been releasing the tourism statistics you have seen our numbers are looking good because Teams are on the ground and they're working. Um, I just looked now, I just got a, a, a numbers from the US. USA, they're currently sitting at 93% of the pre-pandemic period. Wow, yeah. It, it means we are only just short to full recovery because yeah. right now our focus being here is to make sure that we recover from COVID. Yeah. I, I always, in fact, I, I've even gone to say to the teams and they laugh at me because I play golf. And I say, you know, in golf, 
I learned a lot of, a lot of lessons from golf. But one of the first lessons that you learn when you get to golf, they say to you, eyes on the ball. <laughs> All you have to do to, to get this whole thing right is keep your eyes eye on, on the, the ball. ball. Do not move. Because if you move your eyes, you will not hit that ball. That's that about life though, hey? So I, I, I always say, if I can just, what what am I here to do? What is the work at hand? Can I just do the work? And, and I think get it distracted. Be, yes. And I think the way it will really be a problem is if I feel I can't do the work. But for Absolutely. as long as I can do the work and can be able to bring Taurus here and be able to change the lives and put food on the table, on people's tables, then I'm fine. Because I know my truth. Yeah. You know, I know my yes. truth. And I stand by my truth. And I know that in the, they said yesterday, there's 62 million of us, right? Because they released the numbers. So there's a lot yes, of us. You know that of the 62 million, there's two people who know you at the core. That yeah. that is not this person that we so you i i i that is what is my survival uh, yeah uh, is focus on the work do the work i even say to the guys when the dust is settled people will forget about what happened they'll ask about the work absolutely so when they ask about the work the work must show so if yeah. you ever go my if you ever go to my whatsapp um uh, profile i i picked up something in limpopo that says mintiro yabulabul your work yeah. Yeah. so i that for me is is my only safety net you would i i know how to do the work it's the one thing that you can't take away from me and i'm gonna do the work Yada, yada, yada. I am doing the work that I'm being paid to do. And that's it. And I go play golf. I go running. I find my peace. And of course, Absolutely. my kids are, my kids are always there to challenge me because they, they, they are the ones who are my bosses. They, I'll but... come back to the kids <laughs> because the, the second last thing I wanted to ask you is you talk about Western countries, but I read somewhere that Actually, the continent, our other African countries, was Zimbabwe, Kenya, Ghana, and the African continent, mm. actually is a, a big piece of our tourism. And mm. yet we have this constant battle of xenophobia. You hear it in the news, which we don't know. But I hear in Jobek, Jobek City is the next Dubai because a lot of people come in to shop. But there's this narrative of actually our neighbors are our tourist visitors, but there's this narrative, but we don't want you. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit about that? Because I don't think people understand when you say we don't want you, mm. you are actually saying no to money coming in the country. Yeah. So let me just talk, talk about that. You are right. So where you are sourcing your information is impeccable. 
over 75%, up maybe sometimes 80% of our arrivals, international arrivals, is Africa. Absolutely. And of course, the big bulk of that is land arrivals. So mm -hmm. guys who drive in and out here. So definitely Africa is the big a, a, a piece of our pie if, if you talk about the share of of, mm. of of the of the of the tourists so we get a lot of that but what do we get from overseas so volume is africa value value on another hand is somewhere else so okay. the rest of the world will deliver the value because they bring in the euros, the dollars, and the pounds, and all these currencies. The Japanese yen. <laughs> exactly. So, so, and and in our marketing mix, we we make sure that we focus on Africa, and we in our work we work on demystifying some of those myths about xenophobia and 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 and, and some of those negative things, because you and I know that South Africans are very welcoming. You and yeah. I work with Unilever. A lot of the people that came from the Africa Regional Group, I don't know what they call them, but the ARG guys were coming from the rest of the of the Af of the African continent. And we welcome them. I mean, I remember I had a friend from Nigeria. He used to ask me to take him to the township to buy a goat. I would, I mean, we welcome the people from the African region that we worked with. And I want to believe that that continues. I don't see how that would have, have not continued. Today, some of my very good friends are the guys who came to South Africa, to Unilever back then, like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. And they're still my friends now. When I go to Kenya, I will never sleep outside. I'll call, I'll call all my friends and say, because I know they worked here. They love this country. Even the kids still now are studying in South Africa. So South Africa is a very welcoming destination. And, and we push that attribute of welcoming because we know it exists and it is there. You know, I, 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 I say this to people that as, a, as somebody from KZN, there's one thing that we do very well. I do not know about the rest of the people, but if I go home now, do you know that my mother has got linen that is kept for visitors? Do you know she has got cutlery? You know, and only when you have visitors, this stuff comes out. You're like, hey, boy, we have. So because I think as a as a nation, we are welcoming. Yeah. And, and we know how to welcome people. So what we say to people is that our people, why they must know the country and must go on the short left is because if they know the country better, they are able when they engage with visitors or with people from other African states, they can tell them where to go, take them where to go, welcome them and make them feel at home. So, so we do that work. And as we do that work, we are very conscious of some of these perceptions that you talk about that are there because a lot of them are not even real. People who, 
who come to South Africa, you know, they, they want them when you ask them, what did you like the most? They will not say, I liked the leopard. No. No, they will not say that, oh, you know, they will tell you about the people, the smiles, the the laughter. You know, like how South Africans can just get into a room. <laughs> and it's loud and it is, it is, it is wild. So the 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 one memorable thing about South Africa is not is not our animals. It's our it's people. Yeah. And 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 even when you when when you go to I don't know, name a country, America. So where are you from? I'm from South Africa. Oh, Mandela. So the I think from that heritage of Mandela, we are the beneficiaries of his wonderful smile and how yeah. welcome his face was. And and so people see us in that regard. And we we make sure that the warmth and the welcoming part of South Africa is something that we push. But we push it in the region and abroad because it is the one common thing that people will actually talk about. But the one thing that you did say is that South Africa is, is popular, Gauteng and Johannesburg, popular for shopping. So somebody yes. who knows they, they can't go and afford shopping in Dubai, they will come and shop at, at Santon City. So, so you get a lot of... Yeah. The, the the our friends and our brothers coming from the region who come for shopping. That is something that yeah. you know the city, Joburg, and when I speak to my partners and Houting, they're very conscious of. In fact, it is the shopping, it is the lifestyle events. I mean, you would have seen yeah. the past couple of weeks. I mean, September was a buzz with events. It, it was a buzz. The joy of jazz, the delicious, and people were here and they come and they they don't come for the event and go. They come, they stay longer, they go shopping, then they go. And conferences, bricks, same yeah, thing. Yeah, bricks, um, yeah, I, I was so proud. Yes, bricks. And the sporting events. Yeah, there's a lot. And there was the car Festival. There's a lot happening here. So we we always encourage entrepreneurs to to create these these platforms. Because remember, those are not things that we create. We, we don't own delicious yeah. private sector. We don't own the joy of jazz. It's owned by the private sector. So we encourage uh, South Africans or business people and entrepreneurs to find these really wonderful ideas. I know right now. People are making their way to Sun City because in November, uh, I think it's December, the golf is happening there. Even those there, who don't there's there's a there's a concert there of I think and there's a big concert. They they just happen, yeah. Yes. So so South Africa is is a, is very fertile in terms of being a destination that can host mega events, mega conferences, and we 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 then leverage of that and make sure we build on it and we make sure that people know people come. They come for polo, um, they come, they come for stuff. There's, they come for gospel concerts. They come, they, they, they really like the fact that there's so much you can do in South Africa. And, and I was actually amazed the other day because 
traditionally we 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 knew that uh, people went from from South Africa they went to Durban and yeah. so KZN was always the number one destination of course when I was in Limpopo we changed that a bit and Limpopo became number one but recently when you look at the numbers Gauteng is becoming the number one destination in South Africa because of the events and then you thought ah what's there to do in Gauteng you know What's that? Because people think, ah, Gauteng, Jobek is not a tourist destination, but it's a destination for lifestyle, entertainment, all the big things are happening here. And people, they now they're flying around the country and they're coming out here. Wow. So I don't want to take up time. I just wanted to ask motherhood. I, it was supposed to be my first question, but you have two kids. Um, and you are you are like a go-getter with a high-flying career how how does motherhood how do you do motherhood and you talk about oh. them being your bosses yes the, those <laughs> are my those are my uh you know people who center you and who make yeah. you yeah uh, because it's like when all else is not working they work so absolutely so, so I, i've been so blessed that in everything that i've been doing um i've i've had this opportunity to 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 look after these souls these lives and and bring them up uh, and 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 teach them something about the world you know and and it's it's changed me as a person a lot because you know what kids do to you is you know you you stop being impatient you know hi woman here here when you get home they will ground you so i'm i'm when i'm with them i'm i'm very grounded i'm very chilled i i want to listen to the stories because my kids have got stories for days they're like you know my little one they talk forever so and, and they challenge me. They they say, the other day they said to me, mommy, so besides the money, what do you love about your job? And I was so taken up. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't think that they are seeing or they, you know, like they are absorbing, but they are, they are watching with one eye and they ask. And they're like, oh, this is mommy. So, so so yeah, so so they they are they give me the strength to carry on. They they keep me grounded, they 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 make me see uh the world that I never saw because now I'm seeing I'm seeing the world through their eyes. That's and amazing. I'm seeing the world I never saw because I grew up the way that I grew up. I mean we spend time talking about she, my 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 younger one will say, "Oh, what do you mean you don't know the answer to this question?" Because, but but you you went to school. I'm like, I went to those schools. I'm like, oh okay, yeah. They, I'm like, they didn't teach us those things. Oh, they didn't. So what did you learn in your schools? <laughs> you know. So so they 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 very um. What's the word? They they the kids are they. They, they are adventurous. They they planning my life. They telling me what to do. 
um and, and you know the the father died and they so they say yeah oh, you know daddy died but you know we are okay we don't need anybody in this house i'm like what <laughs> oh, wow so do not bring anybody else no 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 we, oh, we we don't need another member of the family we, we are okay i'm like what <laughs> so, so protective they, they very much so but uh i think it's just wonderful to be able to 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 be with them during this this time you know and and to see what they see what they feel what they wish for you know we we yeah. busy yeah and 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 they plan holidays they literally I plan holidays. you know and then and and then now they're very observant so they said to me we must go on holiday but don't take us to those lodges with brown sheets you know like those cream white sheets <laughs> you know in the bush they said no 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 only white sheets white linen <laughs> so they 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 keep me um sane they they give me the the sense of reality you know when things are tough i know that no 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 this is where i need to focus and um I, I just feel very blessed at the fact that the way they are growing up, they are such young adults. Yeah. You know, at 15, you know, because, you know, when you, you're raising boys, you know, yeah. and now the single mom, I'm thinking all sorts of things. Oh, my gosh. How am I going to do this? Boys, ooh, what if, what, you know? But they have been so grounded. I mean, my son on Fridays, He'll be like, oh, I want to go to church today. Um, can I just Uber? I just go to, uh, you know, he goes to Weaver's church. Oh, I want to go to church. I'm like, wow. 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 And then he will then he will come and tell me, you know, what scripture they read and what they were saying. And, you know, and I was like, I'm like, wow. Is wow. this my Jesus? Wow. They, <laughs> they you know? teach us so much. They do. Then he says to me, you know, maybe I want to go to boarding school. So I said, Why? He says, no, I'll write it for you. So he writes the whole essay about why he would want to go to a boarding school. But when I read this, it's like adult. It's like, I want to learn about independence. I want to learn about taking responsibility. I want to be an independent uh, young man. I want to I wanna learn about diversity. I want to be wow. able to make own decisions i'm thinking wow you know wow. so so they 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 going through their own thinking process but they they don't know that they are helping me grow at the same time because i'm maturing just just watching them and just seeing what they do um but it's a it's a it's a wonderful experience as you would know i mean without these kids oh i don't know i don't know we I, don't have anything no. I'm going to be shouted at by my kid because I was supposed to cook her. But what is the one thing you want to leave to mostly maybe women who are looking at you? What's the message you want to give? You know, a, maybe inspiring or motivational or something. Uh, you said so many beautiful things, the, by the, the way. The one thing that maybe not one, many things, as you said, there's many things that happen into my life, in my life as a woman. 
And I keep learning about what it means to be a woman in today's society. So mm. I, I, I learned the other day that um, no matter how much I think I have achieved, you know, like I've done so much, but I still believe from just, you know, being around a lot of women that the one thing that we're not getting right is women not supporting one another. Mm-hmm. It's it's the one thing that I, I'm thinking if there was one thing we could fix is how do we come through for each other? Genuinely proper in a way that grows you mm. from who you are. But instead, what you find with women, unfortunately, you know, you still find that, you know, I don't know, the jealousy, the competition, the bickering, the all of this. So, so it's one thing that will, will, will not take us forward. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if there's one thing that we can work on is inspiring each other to be, you know, Unilever, they said, to be each other's raving fans. Yeah. You yeah. remember that from, from yeah. training. How do I become your raving fan? Absolutely. Because, because how how guys succeed, it's they just have this men's club that is just there yeah. all the time. It's like open invitation to a men's club. They don't have to ask for the keys. And we don't have the women's club. Mm. And if, if we could learn to be that raving fan, that when you say, ah, Mosidi is like, but Mosidi will never do that. That's not, Mosidi is, you Absolutely. So, actually edify each other yeah. such a way that um, nobody can, can get in between us. And then we can then qualify to talk about Imbogoto because Imbogoto is not just, too many stones it's one big rock so yeah what right now what i feel in in corporate and maybe in a government uh, space is that people not fully supporting one another people yeah. not being for each other and and when i say oh i i think musidi um, they said that oh she stole five rents everybody doesn't talk to you because you stole five rent nobody's ever asked you they don't know you stole the five rent <laughs> exactly so so i think if there can be that that then the one thing that i i will continue to do in in for as long as i can is is just being there for the women that want to to improve and to to be better than where they are so there's i do a lot of informal mentorship because mm. people look at me and they said oh you know, I would want to, and I said, come, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. Don't wish. Let's talk about it. Let me help you. What can we do to take you from where you are to where you'd like to be? So mm-hmm. that I'm able to, to lend some kind of advice, help making the other person achieve their goals. So if I can yeah. do a bit of that, I'm I'm very happy. The 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 knowledge that I gained in tourism, because remember, I'm not coming from a tourism environment. And I say yeah. this to 
I, I didn't go to a tourism school. It's, it's like an accidental career that I landed in tourism. But one thing that helped me to be here is because I'm, I'm a marketeer and yeah. this destination marketing. And you know, as marketeers, I can sell anything. I can market anything. <laughs> Once you know the principles of marketing. So, so how do I then take my knowledge, help those who want to become so that they can also gain something out of what I've learned? Um, I learned a lot of what I know from people in the industry, women in the industry who were willing to say, you know what, this is how it works. This is how we get around. This is what is going on. This is where you're going to go and get the information. So I want to be able to continue to, to, to impart knowledge, to help people to to write my experiences and put them down because you know when you write it's it's there. <laughs> yeah, it is there. So to be able to to say to say to people it's possible because this country we are actually all about possibility. This country is a place where things can happen. And absolutely. And I think sometimes we don't really internalize how possible it is in South Africa to achieve anything but from 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 my mouth to everybody's ears it is so possible i look at what i've achieved i look at the challenges that i'm having i'm having modern world problems you know i'm having problems that i never thought i would have i'm having um achievements that i never thought i would be able to achieve i'm i'm moving in spaces with people that i never imagined that it could happen but it is possible. So who wants to be in the space? What would they want me to be able to help them with? And I'm willing to be able to do that. But, but the one thing about tourism is that I do what I do because it, it changes the lives. You know, when we talk about jobs, you know, the jobs in tourism, and, and I say this, people, do, they, they, they find this quite strange. I was brought up by a, a mother who worked at a hotel. So oh. <laughs> and imagine how life is. My mother worked for the Southern Sun Hotel for like 30 years. Wow. And that is the money that took me through my life through school. And little yeah. did I know that I would do a whole 360 <laughs> and go back to where it started so i told the ladies from um, southern sun group the other day because she worked at uh, the cabana beach in umsan that's that's that was exactly hey, you can <laughs> stay there for my I first know, time sure you did because everybody stayed there and and unilever had like a lot of meetings there as well so <laughs> you know so so it's uh it's it, it is possible and uh, if I can do it, everybody can do it. And and I always put myself out there to say, if I can help, let me help. And what I'm trying to do is to inspire the young ones not to think of tourism as the last option. You know, when you're choosing careers or you're choosing subjects, you know, they'll start with, you know, the medicine, the sciences and the, the mathematics and then 
I, if they won't take me there, then let me go to tourism. What we're trying to do is to change that perception, to say, understand tourism, understand the ecosystem, understand how powerful you can be in tourism. And, and if you end up in tourism and owning a hotel, the lives you can change um, and, the, and the impact you can make. And so, so it must be a deliberate career, not a, a, an accident career. Rosondo, I'm being called by my boss. I am so thankful for spending boss <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful for uh, oh, this so time. Nice. Thank you. I wanted to ask you where can people get hold of you? I've seen you on LinkedIn, I've seen you on threads. Um, yes, I'm I'm all over. I'm on uh, LinkedIn. Twitter. I'm on Twitter as Sondon Lovu. I am uh, on Instagram as uh, Sondon Lovu. Uh, I'm on Facebook. Uh, Facebook is a little bit of, uh, I'm no longer very active there, but I'm on Twitter because I, I enjoy the conversations on Twitter. So you can find me. They I can ran follow away. You Did you? I, I yeah. just find it's very, very, it's very engaging. It's very interesting. Or maybe I follow okay. the right people. Who knows? But um, yeah, so I'm there. I'm also on TikTok, trying to figure out the oh, platform. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ran away. I was like, okay, I don't understand it. I ran away from X. I'm no longer on Facebook as well, but I, I find that. Instagram very Instagram interesting. Is, yes, yeah. yeah. So no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I am on on these platforms, but also I'm, I'm also there for research purposes. You know, you yeah. want to. Yeah, our consumers are going and what they're saying, what they're doing. So, so sometimes I'm there for work. <laughs> okay, you're scooping. Where yes. did they go? They went to Mauritius. Why? <laughs> Bring them back here. Yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so I much. I really want that book. Yes, we have us. Yes, no, no, no. I'm, I'm scripting in between. All the craziness, but I'm putting a paragraph every every other day. I think your story is so profound. Uh, you you live the brand. You live. Uh, you're changing life. You are about possibilities, yeah. and you're about for me curiosity and unpacking it and not letting stuff you know put you in a container. But your openness and your curiosity. And that's taught me a lot. I think that's why I had to come in because I've got to learn myself to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. Thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for, for this platform. Hopefully one day I'll come back with a different story or with a continuation of the story. Uh, but yeah, so thank you so much, man, for the opportunity. Thank you so much. I'm you putting it out amazing. there. You are coming to my event where I'm calling women like yourselves, to speak to other women about yes. what you've actually, and share your story. I'm ready any day. I'm ready. Okay. I'll, Thank I'll, you I'll so much. My diary. I won't travel that day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, thank you I'm so much. Okay, then. Thank you. Thank bye. You. Okay, bye, Masiri. See you soon. I must see you soon. Yes, we must. Okay, then. Okay, okay bye. bye.